Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with Mum and I don't think I've done that intro for a while. I don't think you have. Oh no, because you've been away. How are you Mum? You are on cooking duty today. Yeah. But I think you're going to smack it. I might do, but who said Otto Lenghi recipes are very simple? You said, make that Mum, it looks simple. It did look... I've been it, up uh, since half past eight. <laughs> I've been cooking, it's now 11 o'clock. Go on, tell the listener what we're having. We're having blackened chicken with a caramelised clementine sauce. Yum. He loves a chicken and clementine, doesn't oh, it's he? it's gorgeous. We have a huge guest today. We actually... This is this is a big deal. Like He doesn't do interviews that often. I feel quite honoured. And we actually put it out to you lot to offer up some questions. And we've had so many questions. Now, we have Bjorn from ABBA coming on. And... We're very, very excited. We went to see ABBA Voyage on Monday. They've created a whole ABBA arena. They made an arena in the dock. Where is it? It's kind of... Pudding Mill Lane. Pudding Mill Lane. And it was remarkable. It was just mind-blowing. It was so wonderful. If you haven't got tickets, I tell you to go and get tickets. I would treat anyone for their Christmas present to go and see it because it is so wonderful it's amazing it's unexpectedly amazing because you don't know what you're going to see and I won't give the secrets away but it is fantastic also you have a dance floor or seats so if you fancy dancing then you can dance but if you well everyone's dancing in the seats anyway it's a really wonderful space and for anybody that doesn't know what ABBA Voyage is it ABBA have created avatars of themselves where you essentially watch a performance but it's kind of more than a performance. It's an experience with ABBA on stage as ABBA in the 70s would have looked. They look like real people. You are what? Yeah. You, it, it, you <laughs> don't think it's trickery. It just see, it seems like real people. But they're not there. I mean, you there. cheer when they come on. You cheer when they come on. You clap after every song. But it is a big party. It is really wonderful. And of course, ABBA have so many hits. So yeah, it was a what brilliant. What's your favourite song? I quite like when they did SOS. That was quite yeah. early on, wasn't it? That was great. Voulez-vous. I like, I like Fernando. Fernando was gorge. Yeah, let's not tell them what everything yeah, is because anyway, it's got to be a surprise. We have Bjorn coming over, flying in for a quick bit of blackened chicken. And then what have you done for Pud? A lemon polenta cake. Lemon polenta. Who did you do that for last? Stanley Tucci. Only the best. Creme Only de la best. creme. Right. What are you, how are you serving it? With mascarpone. Gorgeous. And raspberries. Absolutely fab. Yeah. I did a gig for my friend Jess Mills for her mum's uh, charity, which is Tessa Jow Foundation, um, trying to make as much money to fund uh, brain cancer research. Um, and uh, it was really amazing to be... At, we were in Southwark Cathedral. And um, I think... What do you call a cathedral person? Is it a dean? I don't know. This. I don't is know. Is it priest? I don't know. Don't anyway, she loves it. you. Does she? Didn't know who I was, but she kind of went, oh. Oh, you're Jessie Ware. After I just sung, she went, oh, I love the podcast. I love your mum. Of course, darling. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I went to see Manhattan Transfer last night. Ooh. Chanson d'amour. I asked a lady if we're in the right queue. Having yeah. bossed another lady about taking yeah. too long to get her wine. Yeah. Um, and the lady said, you're Lenny. You're Lenny from the podcast. She said, I don't need to see Manhattan Transfer now. She said, you've made my night. How? I tell everybody to listen, didn't How? she? Uh, what, do you remember her name? 
What was her name? You must remember fans' names, Mum, next time. Oh, sorry, darling, but a shout-out to the lovely lady. Val? I can't remember. Oh, God, Mum, But she was terrible. there with her friend, and shout-out to the lovely lady. Keep listening and keep telling all your friends. <laughs> oh, my God, that was very kind of local radio. I think that was lovely. Tell um, all your friends. Yeah, um, I... Is it feeling weird getting recognised all the time, Mum? No one recognises my face, darling. They listen to my dulcet that, I, tones. That iconic voice. That whinge. Well, I, I've managed to grab Alistair Campbell for the podcast. I love his politics podcast. When I told him who we were doing today, because when I was trying to entice him to come on... And what did he say? He said I've been to see Abba Voyage three times. Alistair Campbell is a huge Abba fan. I think I'd go again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we should take your daughter. I think she needs an education in ABBA. <laughs> and her ABBA. Anyway, we've got Bjorn coming up on Table Manners. Can we welcome you to Table Manners? You're in Clapham. Have you ever been to Clapham before? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> old place. And, and I was all immersed in my computer going here, so I didn't know where I was going. Don't you but... get terrible car sickness if you're looking at your phone or your oh, computer? No, 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 I can easily Got a tough stomach. Wherever. Um, so I'm in Clapham. You're in yeah. Clapham, yeah. South London. South London. Now, tell us where you've just been, where you've come from, and what you've been up to. I... Um, come from the BBC, from um, the Today programme, news programme. Right. And I've been sitting in my editor's chair and I've done a few interviews and we've uh, kind of structured the whole programme, which will be, I have three hours at my disposal. You're a guest editor. I'm a guest editor. On wow. the 30th of December. The 30th of, For the Today programme. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it when they have guest editors. Yeah. Can you give us and, a and, hint? And I mean all these fantastic journalists at my disposal. Fabulous. I can send them out. I'm sending one to Guatemala. and um, Wow. I'm reaching out to talk to famous people, interesting people. What's um, your what's what's the kind of bent? What are you particularly interested in that you'd like to bring alive? Um I'm going for big topics like Europe, democracy and climate change, but also fun stuff like uh Eurovision. <laughs> um talking to some fun people about that and, and about uh, a thing that intrigues me and which I don't know the answer to, which is that uh, the gay community has always embraced ABBA mm. and yeah. at the same time Eurovision. We noticed and, and, on Monday. And I don't know why that is, so I'm trying to find out. I'm, um, you still I'm, inviting, don't know I'm inviting my dear friend Sandy Toxvig to oh, be so one of the people that talk. right where yeah. you are. We yeah. love Sandy. She's been on this podcast. Oh, she has? Yeah. Okay, I adore yeah. Her. She, and she's, love Sandy. she's funny and wonderful and also quite serious. Yes. And yeah. important. Oh, yeah. that's fabulous. Yeah. And you still haven't worked out why you have such a huge queer following. <laughs> no, I haven't. So I, I'm in, in this program, I mean to find out. I love that. Oh, I yeah. think sequence has a lot to do with it, so, to be honest. Oh, well, no, not the music then. Oh, no, the, mu the music's <laughs> fabulous, but the, the, whole, the whole drama... Yeah, we're wonderful. blamed for that completely. But, I mean, the, 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 it was the glam rock era and everyone yeah. had sequence. Yeah, but now it's only us that have to take the blame for that no I, I'm giving it a good go too I wear a few sequins on stage but it's very much thanks to you guys can, I, can we just say congratulations on yes. Abba the Voyage oh it thank is you spectacular mind-blowing mind spectacular yeah and I didn't know what to expect and I was absolutely enthralled it's just a sensational voyage really yeah. don't you think Jess I think you've been so clever with not giving anything away so there's this mystery. Yeah. And there's a beautiful warmth with the people in the audience. Your fans are fantastic. Yeah. They're fun. They're dressed up. There's like this sense of occasion. And then you go in. And we can't give too much away. But, you know, people, I think, know the, the gist. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, they do by now. But, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I kept on looking at the stage and then looking at the crowd and looking, and there was such joy. Yeah. And Everyone loved it. It was, it was so brilliant. 
And, um, yeah, congratulations. How long did that take to work on? Well, the, the first idea, embryo of was an idea. Was it your idea? No, no. It, was, uh, it came from uh, Simon Fuller, actually. Oh, really? Uh, the manager? Yeah, yeah the manager, yeah. Is he your manager? No, no, he's not. No, oh, he's right, not. Okay. But he was involved in the... He planted the idea of making digital copies of ourselves. Okay. And using those copies in various environments. Yeah. So it, it was as vague as that to, to begin with, but it was intriguing, we thought. Was it after you had seen the Coachella performance of when Tupac was a hologram. It, it, was, it was after that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Was so, that a kind of inspiration, do you um, think? That and, and Michael Jackson had some kind of performance at the Grammys one year right. where he was also a hologram. So, yeah, the hologram um, technology was um, the foundation for it. But then we found out that Hologram technology is old-fashioned, and so what's uh, we your technology use, called? Um, Are you called? Well, uh, your, uh, what would it, you name? It's it's essentially motion capture and film. Okay. Yeah, so we gave up hologram about a year into the project, right? And and it's been meandering, and uh, we've taken on new directions several times. But um, then we ended up with um, ILM, which is a company that is owned by Disney and uh, was originally Lucasfilm. Right. And they've been doing the work since. And what we did was, uh, as I said, motion capture. It is essentially when you capture someone's movements and someone in 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 the face and in the body and and everywhere and make measurements of where how long your nose is where how wide your mouth is and so forth how big your smile is <laughs> yes exactly we and apparently the skull doesn't change with age oh i didn't know that before we did this but the rest as we know falls apart but the skull stays the same. So this is so good because you can make uh, younger copies of yourself <laughs> with the exact measurements. So, uh, so yeah, how, how, how old, how old did you select? What, what, did, what was your age? Well, you we, we, we had the discussion, of course, should we be um, our real age? Mm. Should we make avatars that were 70 plus? Or was it more fun to kind of recreate something from the 70s and we decided on the latter obviously it was really fun and the way that you all move on stage you know the dancing I'm wondering how and forgive me if the girls were doing all the moves at the age of 75 yeah I'm presuming you had dancers that mimicked and studied videos yeah. of your performances yes from the footage. yes exactly but then with the facial expressions you you're all here exactly. and yeah. so were you yeah. used yourself for all the facial expressions yes yes so you oh. it was a collaboration it was with... a, it was an integration between wow. young bodies and older and it's kind of like death making... becomes her but like not like it's... <laughs> but also yes. your voices were young they weren't uh, yeah, told yeah, yeah. how do you yeah. treat the voices so what you hear the voices you hear including backing vocals are from the tracks uh, from, from the albums but oh, even okay. and and whatever Benny and I are playing that you see on stage is from the old albums. The rest is played by a ten-piece band. Yeah, they were great. which was fantastic. Yeah, so it makes it very live. And when you're speaking, mm -hmm. were those your voices? Because each um, ABBA member has a moment speaking to yeah, the audience. That, that's us now. That's you now. Yeah, yeah. Which we will have to change slightly if we go to. For instance, Singapore, um, and I just came from Singapore 14 days ago. Would be a fantastic place for voyage as well. So you're having a little but look then out. We, uh, yes, and somewhere in North America as well. It must be in the States. They yeah, must be somewhere ready. in North America. Why did you decide on London as the first place? It's only two hours away from Stockholm. 
where you live. Is that where, where you we live? live. Yes. You all live there. Yeah, yeah, we all live in Stockholm. And the infrastructure for music and film is here. And the talent is here. Everything, all of that stuff is here. So, plus... Uh, England has always seen ABBA as a little of their own. Yeah, I you think know. We, we claimed you. <laughs> yes, you claim. Even yeah. though the jury in Brighton gave us zero points, I, I, you know that. I heard that. <laughs> I can't believe it because it was the best song. Yeah, well. Everyone was dancing to Waterloo. Yeah. I can. But, Eurovision was such a big thing when I was growing up. Mm. I mean, the whole is, right? family would no, but it was a family thing. Okay. The whole family would sit round yeah, yeah. for Eurovision. We'd work out all the points. We'd have special pop to drink, you know, and mm. it was it was just such a big thing. Do you and, remember watching ABBA? Yes. Oh, you of do. Of I do. Okay. Oh, how old? When did you win? Um, Seventy four. 74, size 23. Mm. So was, who did you think would win that year? I thought you would win. Oh, did you? Because you were, it was such an, in, it was such a different song. It was like nothing we'd ever heard. No. It was lively. You were dressed amazingly. Oh. And <laughs> it was just so exciting. So, uh, yeah, you definitely, I thought Abba would win. Well, can I ask, when you decided, it, so someone suggested it, did you, when you're in a group, do you all have to agree everything together? Or did you have to bring people into it and they weren't that keen or Are they you weren't talking about sure? Abba Voyage? Yeah, okay. yeah, Abba Voyage, yeah. yeah. No, no, the, the four of us, I mean, we're very democratic. And the four of us have, have to, all four decide to say yes. If someone says no, it's a no. Uh, but um, serious and, and big decisions like that are taking the four of us all the time. And you all get on, even though you were in relationships and you've separated. We, we do. And... We, we, wow. We get on so well. Is that like uh, the Swede in you? I mean, do you feel like we, like, that just, you're kind of more brilliantly tolerant of each other being Swedish? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone in London would be, in England would be like, screw you, I'm taking the songs. Uh, well, I, I saw Manhattan Transfer last night. Were they in relationships? 50th anniversary. Do you mm. remember them? Who, what, when, when? Yeah. 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 They, they sang yeah. their big song with Chanson d'Amour. Uh-huh, okay. So it must have been around the same time as you. Yes, that, I think that so. Was, yeah, it was the same. Were they all there? Except one who died, oh. and they'd replaced him with some... But mm. I mean, there was a tribute to him, but they're all still singing and performing, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there were times when we were disagreeing, of course, but but now when we did the album, the Voyage album, uh, the Grammy nominated, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. Well, congratulations. Uh, then uh, we get along famously, and we have, you know, such bonds. Do you live near each other in Stockholm? Uh, not really, no, no. no. Um, and, and Frida lives in. Mallorca and Switzerland, and, oh, wow. and uh, Agneta outside Stockholm, Benny and I in Stockholm, but not close to each other. But, you know, when we were in the studio together after 40 years, you realise that the, the story, the things that we have experienced, yeah. the fact that we were doing this after 40 years, is, is is amazing in itself Something and that creates celebrate. bonds that you know I don't, I don't think anyone else has in, in that way and and the way that the music for some reason has stayed so relevant and um through through the years i mean not only are your melodies like second to not, it, it blows my mind um but lyrics too and stories that you tell stories um is it a very collaborative experience in the in the room when you're doing when you're writing those songs because like yeah slipping through my fingers yes um that's your favorite that's my favorite i think because oh, i feel complete it. mother's guilt yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i captured that completely yes. yeah it was just yeah. i remember my daughter going off to reception class like at uh -huh. first and i just had it i was crying as i came home just had it on repeat in my ear yeah, in my yeah, headphones yeah. like i was i was punishing myself but it was like the most beautiful way of punishing myself yeah. but is it very collaborative uh well the the way we worked was that benny and i were sitting together yeah. writing the Lyrics. actual melody melody melodies. right they always came first 
and and uh, oh, right, he okay. he is a musical genius and and I was kind of um complimenting him uh in that work so he would write away actually office hours almost I love Very a discipline I love a 9 to 5 yeah, yeah. 9 to 5 love it. working 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 and writing about 14 songs a year or completing 14 songs and throwing away 95% of everything. And and then when we'd have like three, four songs, we'd go into the studio mm. with studio musicians, three of them, guitar, bass and drums. And I would write a demo lyric mm. and I would sing that again and again and we would add things and someone would came, come up with an idea and we'd, oh, keep that, that's good. And... Um, We'd, then in the end we'd have a backing track of that song and maybe with a few overdubs, mm. strings and something. Mm. And then I would take that home and I would listen to it over and over again until, and surprisingly, it so often kind of told me what it was about. It just came down. Ooh, and, and I would see images, I would see film sequences sometimes and it was just a matter of transforming that to song lyrics as a musician who's fascinated by well songwriting and also i find songwriting incredibly frustrating and magic at the same time it's mm. that like hard work but then there's those moments of pure magic where you're like i don't understand what just happened but yeah it's working and yeah, let's go with yeah, this yeah like swedish songwriters are celebrated yeah. and particularly for their approach and there's a kind of form a formula you you think about that which well people from the outside you look at people well like you max mm. martin mm. these really successful songwriters that have hit after yeah. hit after yeah. hit yeah and we talk about this swedish formula but no one really understands because it. there is no formula okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> we were accused you know in the day of being working to a formula and being a hit factory and all of that very plastic very shallow but then how can you we released fernando and then after fernando dancing queen do you see a formula? No. Do you? But is there one? Can you give me one bit of advice? Fine, maybe not a formula because actually yours are so intricate and complicated in many ways. But then yeah. have that pop sensibility which makes it sing along mm. and, and accessible and universal. Yeah. Give me one tip. But, but this idea that you have to start with a chorus and we, and, and things like that, uh, they, they are uh, they, they are new. Because in, in the day, in the 70s, we had time. We didn't have to do, there was no streaming. There, there, there were no people who were zapping or, or you know, clicking. Uh, we had time. We did Fernando with two verses before the chorus came. I mean, it took a minute before How the first chorus. <laughs> no, you would, today, I oh, mean, people well, don't do that. The record label would say don't it won't that. get on radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So, well, no, the only thing I can say is that um, people often are in a hurry. Songwriters, they are, like, in a hurry. They have to finish things before they're finished, I think. I think you're right. We threw away so much, and we just kept the really good stuff. Could so I have that to every... away stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Could you just pass it on to me a bit, please? <laughs> well, you know, we, I, I don't know what we threw away. Maybe some good stuff but the only stuff we kept was in our minds in our heads because mm. we never wrote anything down we never recorded anything it was just the stuff that stuck that we used wow so maybe that's a piece of advice okay the stuff that don't, stays with you yeah is... don't record don't write anything down just see what sticks i love that you were you born it you were born in stockholm no i, I was born in a small town south of stockholm population twenty thousand. Wow. Called Bestevik on the Baltic. Um, that's where I grew up. You're one of a big family? Uh, there was me and my sister, and my dad and me, and uh, it was a very idyllic uh, upbringing. 
Musical in, family? Not musical, no. My, my dad used to um, bring out his mandolin when he was tipsy <laughs> uh, and, and sang a few songs, but that was all. So not, not musical, not really. What, what do you get tipsy on in Sweden? Uh, you got tipsy on... Schnapps? Uh, schnapps. Uh, it would, would have been schnapps most of the time, or some cheap whiskey. Cheap whiskey. What's the basis of schnapps? What, is it, uh, is it a grape it, or a cherry? It's potato, a... isn't it? Potato? Oh, oh, oh like it? vodka. Oh, right. Yeah, wow. I think it's potato or, or any kind of corn. Was your dad cooking? No, no, my dad never cooked. My mum cooked, um, and she did the same thing. Uh, we got the same thing every weekday, or every every Wednesday. We would get the same thing as next Wednesday. And what was... Do you remember the Wednesday meal? The Wednesday was probably fried uh, pork, like bacon, like pork... Gammon? Gammon. Yeah, like Is gammon. Is it a Swedish dish? Yeah, and, and that together with uh, sweet and sour kind of beans... That are very oh, wow. Swedish. Oh, yeah. sweet and sour beans. Yes. That, were you, that was Wednesday. On Saturday, she always went to the local fish market where there was fresh fish. And we had Baltic herring, fried oh, Baltic herring, herring, which was, oh, wonderful. Delicious. Mm. Was there any ever any doubt that you would eat fish, being a Swedish person? I mean, did you ever kind of... Reject it. I don't think I liked it in, <laughs> as a child, but I, I got used to it, and now I absolutely love it. And there was a lot of marinated herring and stuff like that. Cod, I remember a lot of cod. And uh, we had fish, perhaps, two or three times a week. And are you a good cook? Did you bring any dishes to the Abba table? Not really. When I was married to my first wife, Agneta, she and I were, you know, equally good cooks, I think, so I cooked more then. But then I, then I, I met Lena, my second wife, and she was, oh, such a great cook that I kind of stopped. Um, what was a really great dish that she made? Well, one that you just... She made all kinds of dishes. What was the best... She used to do a pheasant with a sauce that was to die for. Mm. And she, um, a chili con carne was marvellous. Lots of stuff. What's Christmas like in your family? What's the setup? And is there any lovely Christmas ABBA traditions? Ah, there is. Christmas is a really big thing in our family. And I've got four kids. Mm. And nine grandchildren. Nine? Yes. I'm jealous. And so we're getting together on Christmas, all of us. And um, or each one, each family brings something. Uh, with me and my former wife, we used to bring gravelax. I love that. Did you make it? Uh, I've seen her make it, and, and it's not very it's not difficult. not very difficult. No. Yeah. Well, and, and then I, I used to do the sauce, the uh, you know the mustard sauce oh, that goes with I it. I love that. Oh, that. Yeah, What's the sweet herb that's in it? Dill. Uh, dill. dill, a lot oh, of dill, a lot word. of dill, and 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 sugar and oil and uh, eggs and stuff. And I we also used to marinate um, fillet of beef, a big fillet of beef, also marinated in the same manner as. as Gravelax, actually. Mm. And that's what we use, we bring, and then others bring meatballs, of course, and marinated herrings of all kinds, mm. and cheeses, and, uh, oh. Will you sing? Um, Will you get round the piano, or? Um, no. Oh, they probably we, go, not Waterloo again, Dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, n not Waterloo on Christmas, no. <laughs> uh, what do we sing? When people have schnapps, I don't have schnapps, but others around me do. They sing, he hung hop for la 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 It's a very silly uh, Swedish drinking song. What's it mean? It, it's it's uh, very difficult to translate. Okay. Actually, <laughs> I'll leave but, it. But, especially but when you've had a few schnapps. An, an Englishman translated it to hell and gore. Oh, but it means that uh, now we drink the first schnapps, something. 
Okay. Yeah, and then there is another one coming soon. Uh, do, do you have pudding? What's for dessert on Christmas Day? Uh, do you have Christmas Eve? Is that when yeah. you celebrate? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not Christmas, Christmas Eve is a big thing. Um, and there's some kind of sweet rice pudding, I know, mm. with, with oranges. Mm. Uh, and yes, Christmas Eve is, a, is when a big, Santa Claus yeah. comes for the kids. We, I, I you know, ask a neighbor or someone. And he dresses up as Santa. Oh, wow. And then, oh, and gather all the grandchildren. I think Santa is coming. And I look out the window, and there he is, walking with his big rucksack and knocking on the door and giving gifts to the kids. How lovely. That's Christmas Eve for us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is anybody hungry? I'm very hungry. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, I'm really hungry. So, Bjorn, we've never done this before, but we know how rare and special this is that we've got you in the room having a chat. So, we actually told people that you were going to be on. We never name our guests. Mm. And Abba Voyage put it out on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. Because we wanted to give people, because this is really exciting the chance to ask you questions ah. that and I, I hope this is okay I hope they, I hope they okayed this with you yeah. but we when I said we got we got hundreds within kind of an hour we had so many questions mm. would you be open to answering some of oh, them oh yes of course right whilst mum gets the the grub on thank you mum is it true Madonna came to see you to ask permission to sample Gimme 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 for her song Hung Up? And if not, have you met her? Uh, never met her. She sent an assistant with the finished uh, tape or whatever it was at that time uh, to Stockholm. And uh, Benny and I listened to it. It's good to and, and we said, you know, it took us perhaps half a minute. Or 45 seconds to say, yeah, because he was so bloody brilliant, put together by Stuart Price, her producer, and the one who probably spliced the two songs together in that way. I've been working with Stuart on my new record, and I was intrigued by this song and yeah. how it came about. And yeah. he said that, she said to him, I mean, you probably know this, like no, she said no. something like, I want, like, I want to feel like it's like psychedelic ABBA sex. Like she, she said she wanted it and he was like, okay, let's do this. And he was like, right, let's go. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So that's how it happened. She was like, I want that feeling. And so he was, he was great. And, and he listened to the tracks and he put, he wrote the music, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's amazing at top lines. I think, I think she did all the top lines. Oh, she I did. Think, yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. But uh, the, the way it's put together, the harmonies and everything is brilliant. It is really exciting. It. Is the song I'm a Marionette a story of how the girls in the group felt at the time? Oh, good question. Okay. Very good question because it's from a, a mini musical that we wrote for one of our tours. And it is about a woman who finds herself, you know, from being an ordinary girl to very famous and, and being, you know, like a marionette. 
Our ladies certainly weren't like that. But a lot of women during, in, 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 in the 70s, I'm sure, felt like that, being pushed by managers and NR people by, you know, back and forth, like marionettes. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about our ladies. It, it was about a fictional one. Um, my Love, My Life is such a beautiful song. Which song do you think Agnetha sings best? She very much acted her songs. She, she, she was a good storyteller. Mm. So I have various different favourites. I, I mean, the long note that she holds in Gimme Gimme is not bad. <laughs> and uh, and um, the performance she gives in The Winner Takes It All is, oh. is really heartrending. So I, I would think that is my favourite. Okay. Can I ask, how, I mean, I'm sure you've told this story a lot, but how, how did you all meet? And were there any really memorable kind of moments with food amongst those kind of early years of ABBA? Um, I, I just remember that being on tour in the late 60s and the beginning of the 70s, in, in Sweden was horrible because the food was so horrible. Really? Like it would have been in the English countryside as well, you right. can imagine. Yeah. I, I remember one distinctly. I remember the day after we had won the Eurovision yeah. Song Contest, yeah. we had dinner in a Wheeler's restaurant. Is Wheeler's uh, a yeah. chain that is... Big you, fish restaurant. Big, big fish, fish restaurant. Right. And I had the best... Dover soul in my life. Do you think that was because of the wind, though? <laughs> yeah, that was because of the wind. We could afford it. We thought, and and uh, and ever since then, Solmenier is my favourite fish dish. It's really? uh, the queen of fishes. Does it take you back to that feeling of winning the Eurovision? Yeah, yeah, it does. And then I have memories from Tokyo, and our last tour in '82 when I was introduced to sashimi and, and the Japanese kitchen, um, which I absolutely love. That's probably my favorite. If I was forced to choose one cuisine, it would probably be the Italian. Italian? Yeah, but number two would be Japanese, I think. Well, that leads us on to, you can start mulling this over, your last supper. You've got a starter, a, cho a choice of a starter, main, Dessert and drink of choice. Have a think. Where would you go? Because I'm feeling like maybe Italian and Japanese are going to play a part in this. Or are you going to go more nostalgic for that, mm. that Dover sole? Yes. As a main dish, I, I would actually go for a Dover sole. That Wheeler's Dover sole? Yes. And, and being a bit nostalgic. This is my last supper. Right? Yes. Yeah. And as a starter... I would have a really, really good carpaccio. Mm. Is there a particular Italian restaurant that you're getting that from? Um, I was in Rome not long ago, and they have a very re good restaurant at the hotel. What the hotel is called, I cannot remember now. Maybe it'll come back to you. Right, maybe it'll come back. And, and dessert, I would probably indulge in a pavlova. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? We could have, thank you, for our last recording of a guest, we did a pavlova, and now I'm very sad that we didn't do it for you. Yeah, well. I'm sorry. And drink of choice? <laughs> uh, drink of choice, I would drink a really good alcohol-free lager. And Great. Do you, would you have one now? Do you want one? No, no, I'd rather stay on the water. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but for my last supper, that's what I'd take. Um, that looks gorgeous, Mum. Oh, it wow. Is. Very what? nice. I've just got to take the rice out. Um, thanks, Mum. It looks gorgeous. Actually, I'm um, at the moment trying um, an anti-inflammatory oh, diet, but I'm making an, an exception for this. Oh, no, what, oh, yeah, what yeah, does yeah. that mean? Yeah, absolutely. What's the anti-inflammatory It is absolutely no sugar. Okay. Uh, and no sugar-like food, which is like... Uh, 
um, bread, uh, white bread and, okay. and stuff like that, and, and not processed foods. Well, this isn't processed, is no, it, Mum? No, but I'm making an exception. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course why, I am. Why have you decided to go on this diet? Uh, because I've read so much about it and, and that it's good for you. But you look amazing. Thank you. And, and I, since I started three weeks ago, I think I sleep better. Oh, really? So that's... But do you have a big sweet tooth? Was that yes, part of the yes, thing? Yes, do you I want to bit, help yourself or do you want me to help you? you please help me. Uh, yes, I love sweets. I love candy of all but kinds. I'm going to put it on here first because I think I'll do better. Oh, look at that. You like sweets and candy? Yes. Oh, oh Mum, it looks delish. I hope so. Oh. So it's, it's an Ottolenghi dish. Do yeah. you like Ottolenghi? Oh, oh, yeah. I was at one of his courses, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Where? In somewhere in England. I think it was close to Manchester. Uh, I was, there, there was a, a big Google do, and I was speaking there, and he was there, and he had um, He's delightful. a course for yeah. the... And, and he did something with yogurt and butter beans. Oh, yeah. nice. Very, very nice dish. Mmm. Is it tasty? How nice? is it? Does it mm. need salt? I don't know. What do you think? Oh. Oh, good. That's All that mm. positive growth. <laughs> Lovely. There are mm. groans oh, it's of... so good. <laughs> it's because oh, it's got good. sugar in and you're just really happy to be mm. reunited with sugar. Yeah. I'm feeling it much, much more than I <laughs> did three weeks ago, I think. It's oh, well, a sensation. Thank you for oh, making good. an exception today. I appreciate that. Mm. Oh, Mum, that's delish. Oh. oh, it's like really warming. It's perfect for today. Mm. How long are you in London for? I came yesterday and I'm leaving after this. I'm going to Copenhagen. You're non-stop. I'm going to look for a... Look at a venue for Mamma Mia the party. I've heard about the Mamma Mia, Mia the party. Yeah. This is the dinner party. Yes, it is. Where, is it, it kind of, and is it a bit kind of cabaret in the sense that people sing around and they do Mamma Mia songs and then you're eating with, like you're on a wedding table with people? Yeah, it's, it's um, we imagine that you're in a Greek taverna. Which is a great place to be. And, and, um, the owner of Taverna and the staff and his mother and everyone tell a story in, in real time while you're eating. And um, the, the story is told the same way as Mamma Mia the musical with dialogue and songs that tell the story as How well. Fabulous. Can I ask you a few more of the questions? Well, yes, of Because course. I kind of feel like this is huge for ABBA fans worldwide to be able to have this chance so how did you decide which non-singles to include in ABBA Voyage there are so many to choose from was this a group discussion I presume it was mm. who pushed for the magnificent hole in your soul <laughs> we did uh, we bounced it back and forth between us for a long time yeah well first of all we decided um, Voyage could have been a film with us acting in it and stuff like that we decided it would be a concert, just like we had gone on tour. And so we built the set list, the, the song list, um, as we would have done on a tour. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, we just chose the songs exactly in that way. And, and then it's a matter of what is fun to perform what what works dynamically mm. and harmonically mm -hmm. and, and uh, in segments and, and exactly how you construct a, a song list for a concert uh, so that's why it's not all hits it's uh, other stuff as well uh, album tracks and no no b-sides b I think but album tracks um which ABBA song doesn't get the recognition that it deserves? Well, when we released it, the day before you came was not a hit. Right. Uh, do you know, why I, do you think that I, I think we were Which once, year was that? One, one, the, the, it was 1982, I think. And um, 
I think we were one step ahead of of the audience. They didn't quite. F they had followed us thus far, you know, we, in developing for album by album. But, but at that point, maybe I I don't know what it was, but they we were kind of being maybe too dramatic or something. But th that song has gained such recognition on now that that there is no song I can think of that hasn't. So even though that wasn't a hit and it's received recognition, does it still feel frustrating or can you just enjoy the fact that it's still been appreciated but a bit later on? Oh yes, I can enjoy that. Yeah, no problem. Fine, great. Um, no, no, I'm very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> after you had made the album Voulez-vous, how did you pick which songs to release as singles? As Good As New is my favourite and my friend's is If It Wasn't For The Night. Mm-hmm. Well... Did you choose or was it we, we, conversation with we, the label? We chose, the four of us. Which, uh, which singles were on Voulez-vous? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can just tell you how it worked every time. Yeah, right, OK, yeah. Yeah, when we had an album, uh, Benny and I would choose... Our favourites, yeah. the ladies too, and our manager Stig Anderson was involved. And then we knew what we felt. And then we sent the album out to like five or six people we trusted around the world, publishers or A&R people, selected people we knew we could trust. We sent them out and they would come back with their favourites for the first single. And was it usually and, and the then, same as yours? And then we would compile that and see, okay, so what, what uh, all these other people think that that one should be a single. And if that coincides with our taste, I mean, it was a no-brainer. Mm. Sometimes it didn't. And sometimes we were not agreeing among ourselves. And then we'd have to come to some kind of compromise. on. So that's how it worked. Well, that's being in a band, isn't it? still do it. Yeah, kind Does of. Does everyone still do it like that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I suppose so. I feel like potentially nowadays the album becomes secondary to what the singles are. And yeah. that's sad, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think people are very single-focused. Yes, they are. It's a different thing. Though. Yeah, and so you kind of go we against so. the grain if you kind of are going... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether... We, be... we were able to be so album-oriented. You, you can't mm. be that today almost. Well, you can if you're Taylor Swift or someone like that, but but it's geared towards singles now, isn't it? Yeah. And you release one single after the other and so forth. Track listing, would you always put your top four songs, your favourite ones at the top? Is that what people do? That's what I've heard people do. Rick Rubin said, put your favourite ones at the top, put the best ones at the top, then and then they'll listen to the rest. then it's fillers at the bottom. Well, there shouldn't be any filler on no, an album, No, this should, should be all killer, no filler. Yeah. That's how we worked. And, yeah. and every song on the album was always, you know, the best we could do at that given moment. And there was never anything onto an album that was, oh, well, let we, bah, you know. Mm -hmm. They were all written with the same kind of care, all the songs. When did you last go and see Mamma Mia, Mia the musical? And are people still shocked when they see you in the audience? I know now, I know that you've been to see ABBA Voyage a lot. Yeah. People and they announce you, yeah. whoever the ABBA member is, they announce it uh, over the um, tannoys, don't they? That yeah. you're in the house. Yeah. And people Do you kind stand of... in the dance floor bit? Uh, I, I, I stay in the background. Okay. <laughs> and I, and I, no, I don't, I don't dance a lot, when I, even if other people do. Well, um, I saw the musical about three months ago, and that was the first time in maybe five years. <laughs> So, but then it's on, it's on its 23rd year now in London. And would you like some coffee or tea to go with a piece of... Oh, yes, yeah, some coffee would be lovely. <laughs> How do you like How your coffee? You like um, regular black coffee with a little oat milk, if you have. Oh, good luck. Have you got oat milk? No, oh, well, oh, ordinary milk, milk then. That's fine, that's fine. Today's a day of exceptions. <laughs> God, I hope your tummy's going to be all right. Would you like a piece of cake? You're yes. looking at it, Bjorn. Yeah. I feel like that sugar-free diet is going out the uh, yeah. window today. Yes, today, but... You've broken the seal now. You may as well just, like, Tomorrow you know, enjoy. Tomorrow I'm back on it again. 
So this, I'm enjoying this so, Mom, immensely. What is, so what this is, this? is lemon polenta cake. Ah. <laughs> and I did, the last time I made it was for Stanley Tucci. Oh, really? And he liked it. Would you mm. like some mascarpone just on yes, the side? Yes, yes, please. And there's oh, some Mom. raspberries there. This looks fab. Ooh. When you split up from your, your wife in Abba... Did it affect the relationship, the music? I mean, was there a time where you just had to not be with each other to get over the separation? Or all the songs really yeah. angry and resentful? I don't know, was it? Because well, you're uh, such good friends still. Yeah. Be, because ours was, um, you know, a divorce where we kind of both decided at the same time that we had grown apart and that you know, it was almost like a handshake. You, you, um, we maybe we should get divorced. Maybe this isn't working. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we should. And then we split up. So. And did you have? There was no acrimony. Children. There was no acrimony. We had we had small children, and Agneta moved to a house that was very very close to where we were living. So. Uh, we imagined that the kids would be able to go back and forth. Didn't work out that way, but no. So, so we we decided that we have such a thing, such a wonderful vehicle to express ourselves, Abba, that it would be such a shame to stop that yeah. because and and since we both agree, so we kept on working. And I think Benny and Frida did the same thing. Is there a song that really feels like your song with Agneta? Um, is there a song that really... No, and I, 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 I don't think I ever wrote about her and me specifically. But, I, of course, I took experiences yeah. from our lives together and our families together and all kinds of aspects of relationship. Yeah. I took that and made fiction of it. That's the funnest thing that I find with songwriting, that it doesn't... When I actually tried to do a really autobiographical one, it was really boring. Yeah, yeah. It's much more fun telling stories. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Who is I Fernando? I so agree. Who is Fernando? <laughs> mm. Fernando <laughs> is an old guy. Yeah. And... Have you he, met him? <laughs> no, he's built on uh, a um, freedom fighter in Pancho Villa's army. It's uh, it's um, one of the Mexican revolutions. Mm. Uh, but this is... When you hear the drums. Fernando is sitting on the porch with his wife or his partner, and she's the one who sings. Yeah. And she sings about when they were together fighting in Pancho Villa's army. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? And they recall that fateful night and when they crossed the Rio Such Grande and so song. forth. That's Fernando. What about Chiquitita? That's her daughter. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a mouthful. I mean, respect, that's not like, you know, a Jude or a Delilah. That's percussive. Mm, yeah. Chiquitita... It's such a lovely. It it comes from the sound of the word. Okay. I had written two lyrics that didn't work before that for what? that song. Can we hear which of them? I, I, I don't remember them. They weren't good enough. They didn't stay no. in their head. No, they didn't stay there. <laughs> and and uh, but then ta, 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 sounded like chiquitita. Yeah, so great. So you that so you take a melody and the kind of feel of the vowels or the, the, the yes and will make a a word out of it. Yeah, make a word out what? of it and then weave a story around that. Well, there you go. I'm gonna I'll, next time I'm in the studio, I'll say, "What would Bjorn do?" Um, <laughs> Bjorn, do you have good table manners? I I think you you do. Mm. I just asked you, you that do. when you were well, putting some food looking, in your mouth. He's looking at me. To reassure him that he's yeah. doing all right. <laughs> exactly. You are. You are an exceptional guest. Thank you. Who, if you had a dinner party and you can invite anyone, dead or alive, who would you have? 
I'd be very interested to talk to Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Uh, because of his coming out of jail after all that time and being so rational and so positive, positive. I uh, so that, that's agree someone with you. I would like to talk to. Have you ever met him then? No, no, no I never met him. And then um, I would like to talk to Voltaire, yeah, um, the Enlightenment uh, philosopher. I would invite him, and uh, who else? I would invite Astrid Lindgren. She's the or she wrote the Pippi, Pippi Longstocking Long stories, and she's such a giant in Swedish literature, and such a wise woman. I met her a couple of times. She could go very well with that crowd. Yeah. That that was an impressive dinner party. Yeah. Before we let you go, two remaining questions. Tiger or When I Kiss the Teacher? Mm. Or. Or. I have to choose one of them. Yeah, apparently so. When I Kiss the Teacher. Why? Because I like that song more than I like Tiger. Fair enough. But Tiger is a good song too. <coughs> Fair um, enough. Um... When I kiss the teacher, is, 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 um, I had a teacher once, who I, and I had a crush on her. So I imagined what it would be like to actually go and kiss her, what that would have been like. So that's what I write about in When I Kiss the Teacher. Last question. Did you ever see the French and Saunders Abba sketch? Uh, yes, I did. It's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. As, uh, they were dressed I love up, that. Yeah. The the only thing I I don't enjoy so much when people are impersonating and doing ABBA is when uh, the uh, tribute bands do Scandinavian accents. Because you don't. Because really, we don't yeah. have Scandinavian accent, <laughs> uh, or, or not as pronounced that they do. That must be they pick a little hurdy gurdy like <laughs> that. Hurdy gurdy. Like, and I get offended by that. Well, that's really good to know because all the ABBA fans that are listening that potentially are in tribute bands now, just please, yeah. Bjorn's yeah, told please. you to give it a rest. Yeah. The, the, the King's English. Okay, thank you. Is what goes. We have one last question for you. Hmm? I mean, I can't really Apart, imagine I, that you do I this. Can I have a little more of that? Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy. You've made you. me so just a little just happy. Just a tiny bit. Do you want to take some on your flight? Uh, no, no, it please. Don't give it to me. Would you like a few raspberries with that? He's got no, some. No, oh, you've got, got, I got okay. raspberries and mascarpone. Mum, last question. Do you like it, the cake? I, I does he? Oh, it. she's a, yeah. you know he does. He's had seconds on both, Yeah, mom. good. Um, I don't imagine you do karaoke, but uh, if you did, which if you like it, which song would you choose to sing? Mm. Can't be one of the Abba songs. Well, it can't. No. Mm, well, because I'm a coward. No, you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do two now. You're going to have to pick your ABBA song, but also your non-ABBA song. Which, well, yeah, which is the I, be- easiest song to sing as a karaoke song and ABBA song. More fun. But I'm 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 a coward, so I would do. Um, Does your mother know? Which which is oh, the one yes. I do on. On one of the albums, so, so so I'd sing that one. Other than that, I, I would do something very simple. You mean. Do you ever go to karaoke? No, no. Is it popular in Sweden? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's popular everywhere. I went to karaoke once in, in, in Beijing because the guys in the band wanted me to come down to that karaoke bar because they, did, they had ABBA songs. They had the most crazy thing of writing them down. They had written the lyrics down from hearing them. So, the, <laughs> so they showed me The Winter Takes It All. The Winter instance. Takes It All. <laughs> no, but, but that's as close as I've come to karaoke. Okay. But what would I sing? I would sing um, Ticket to Ride. Oh, it's a good yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming over. Um, it's been fascinating and wonderful to meet you thank you for a great and to chat hear your and your stories and also best of luck with well abba voyage 
sold out all the time. It's 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 going so so well, and hopefully it will be here for the foreseeable future. I hope so. And then best of luck for Radio Four guest edit. Fantastic. Thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure to be here. And uh, glorious food. Oh, good. Yeah. A lovely, interesting man. Um, you know, when I gave him the tea towel, yeah, he was quite confused. I think. Why, darling? That I was kind of implying that maybe he was going to do the dishes. Well, I that's don't know. What maybe Bjorn doesn't maybe, do the dishes. Maybe he thought he was going to have to wash up. <laughs> no, but I kind of gave it to him, and he—he's looked the most perplexed out of anybody well, who's did, been offered. He didn't really know why he was here. To be. Perfectly honest. He said, I've never done anything like this before. But he ate seconds on both the main and the put. Yeah. He was having a lovely time. And I thought he might be a bit tricky about food because he's on some... Anti-inflammatory. Um, anti-inflammatory well, diet. But he didn't. But he'd been in the gym for an hour. Wished I had. I, um, I really... Lo- Look, thank you to everybody that sent him questions. It was... This was a pretty special episode, so forgive us foodies for not making it all about food today, but we had kind of musical... It was so interesting. Royalty. Yeah. We feel very honoured that we had Bjorn in, in the building today. Like the food. Love the food. Seem relaxed, asked for seconds, but asked for seconds. I didn't even offer and it. made some very sexual noises when he was having that first taste of the uh, blackened Did chicken. Did he? he went, oh, yeah, well, we can make a remix out of it, I think. Right. Uh, anyway, thank you so much, and thank you for listening, thank you for the questions, and I think I'm on cooking and, duty next week. Um, thank you for the music, Bjorn. See you soon. 